0: No, I'm just terrible at starting my own podcast. Hey everyone, it's David. I, I never start the podcast like that.
1: You need to create an intro. So yeah. You always have a spiel. You yeah. always be ready.
0: Yeah, well, that would require effort uh, on my part. And uh, I just don't feel like giving that effort.
1: It's all good. Make yeah. it too formal.
0: Right. Well, all right. All right well, my name is da- <laughs> uh, David Dassault. Um Like usual, I am your host. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, this is episode number fifteen of the Geek Garage podcast. Uh, with me today, I have my wonderful friend Brooke.
1: I was in the neighborhood, literally.
0: <laughs> yeah, she she lives like five houses down from me. Um, like that. Unbeknownst to me, uh, up until like a couple weeks ago, I was like, "Hey, how'd you like to hop on a uh, podcast?" Uh, one of these days and she was like that's cool where do you live and i was like in the bond and she was like get the fuck out of here
1: <laughs> pretty much Yep. Yeah. i think it all came about because of a wreck on the interstate i was like hey watch out for this thing and you were like that's right by my house uh-huh.
0: <laughs> yeah sounds about right <laughs> so yeah right well anyways uh today <laughs> so let's let's quickly segue into uh, our topic for uh for this evening uh, we are going to kind of do a uh, a few things. Uh, we are going to talk about first the movies of the summer, uh, which ones we liked, which ones or which ones we saw and liked, right. and uh, maybe do a quick top three of the ones that we liked. And then we are going to dive into some Marvel stuff. We're going to talk about The Defenders. We're going to talk about our upcoming couple of Marvel movies, uh, which includes Thor Ragnarok and Black Panther. And then, of course, uh, next summer we'll see the next Avengers movie and then a bunch of others after that. So we'll get into that. Um, but uh, first, let us talk about summer movies. Woohoo. Yay! Uh, Brooke, do you, well, how do you want to do this? Do you want to, uh, uh, I, I wrote down like a bunch of big summer blockbusters. Do you think right. that it would be necessary for me to list off some of these? Um, um, we can
1: probably talk about like key ones, like even though I didn't see some of these because I have a budget, you know. Uh,
0: well, you're you're speaking to the, uh, right preaching to the choir here.
1: Yeah, it's the times we live in. Yeah. Uh, we can talk a little bit about, like, the expectations of some of those and how they either exceeded those or failed those.
0: Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, i sorry, I just totally okay. lost my train of thought.
1: You can edit that out. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Thankfully. Yay, editing. Yeah.
1: Um, um, well, I've got a list right here. Right at the top of it is Guardians of the Galaxy. We can go mm-hmm. right into it.
0: Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty much uh, the the first one that I wrote down, and it was the first one that I found when I started doing research on like the the big uh, you know blockbuster type movies that came out this summer. Uh, and uh, I'll go ahead and spoil it. That's part of my top three. Mine uh, too. Really? Yeah. Awesome. Because cool.
1: it's one of only three I saw
0: this summer. <laughs> Well, that makes uh, makes your uh, making your top three really easy then. Very, very true. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, there was Guardians. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about that? Um,
1: it exceeded expectations, to borrow from words earlier. I mean, it was everything we wanted out of a Guardians of the Galaxy um, sequel. Mm. We had a great opening, very fun, very, very fun opening. Right. Um, and I could even go into some of people's theories about Groot and why he does what he does especially around Drax uh
0: Uh, yeah I uh that's something uh, I think I've come across a few articles uh on uh, speculating why um Groot dances up until the point where Drax looks at him and then he Drax
1: doesn't like dancing
0: Okay, is that basically it?
1: That's the fan theory, is the reason why, uh, and I know this is probably reading way too much into the character, but yeah. it's, it's cute to think. It's a nice little headcanon, mm-hmm. to use a fan term. Um, that, yeah, Groot knows that Drax doesn't like dancing, so whenever Drax is looking at him, he doesn't dance.
0: Interesting. I guess that makes sense.
1: So. Yeah. Uh, we made no, that way too easy. <laughs> too simple. <laughs> uh, it's all good.
0: Um, no, I uh, I really like the opening sequence. It, uh, it kind of... It was like hey you remember all the shit that you like from the first one well we're doing it again but even better right in five minutes (laughs) yeah seriously um i uh i feel like it's there were some parts that uh, i felt were uh, a little lacking like the the overall story uh was it was okay um the the villain of uh basically it being his dad uh what was his name in in the movie Ego the, Yeah Ego Ego yeah. the the planet human person Kurt I Russell believe. Yeah <laughs> um no he was he was okay um i mean he was he was pretty good in it but i was like as far as it being the villain i was like eh. Um, But I feel like uh, all of the the problem, the small problem that I had with that was greatly overshadowed by um, the overall theme of like family. Yeah, Uh, I think I think that was one of the big things in this movie was, um, you know, even in the first one was, you know, he he was kind of you know searching for someone to you know belong to mm-hmm. and you know he found all these you know people that were like him you know that he started to call his family they became the guardians and then you know he kind of wanted to continue his quest for his dad and blah, blah blah and ended up realizing that you know yondu was the one who raised him and mm-hmm. you know
1: What is it? He may be your father, but he ain't your daddy. He ain't your daddy. Yeah. I mean, that was a really great theme, and they handled it very well of family is a lot of times the people you choose to be around or choose to surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that that goes a long way today because, you know, there's a lot of other good movies about relationships with your parents, your siblings, blah, blah, blah. But it's really good to have a movie every once in a while about the family you choose. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's um, I I thought it was. Even though it was a point in a superhero movie, uh, I felt like it was—it was very relevant to uh, really at any time. That uh, it was kind of a timeless point to make, but especially in our day and age when you could potentially have like friends that could be raised by their grandparents or by an aunt and uncle due to Mm -hmm. any number of circumstances. So it it was very touching to see Marvel go to that extent of um, showing that, you know, like you said, family is, you know, who, you know, you surround yourself with and not necessarily, you know, your blood family or your blood relatives. Right. So...
1: Yeah, it was really good. It was very enjoyable. Very, we had the same humor from the first movie that we'd come to expect—some great zingers in there and one-liners. Uh, mm-hmm. I will say, I was very disappointed that the whole Mary Poppins thing got ruined for me before I even oh, saw the no. movie. Well, it's because I think everybody enjoyed that line so much, as they just—oh yeah. crazy was just,
0: with it, f- it on social media. Uh, just fucking flooded Facebook. Yeah, like I remember, uh, I, we were very lucky to go see the movie. Uh, I think the weekend that it came out. And um, that's uh, that's the only reason why it wasn't um, uh, spoiled for me. I think one or two other lines from the movie was kind of spoiled for me, mm-hmm. but not completely because it was just someone like randomly posting on Facebook, like you know, a line from the movie, and I'd be like, "That doesn't make any fucking sense." I just keep right. on scrolling, and then I watch the movie and be like, "Oh, oh. that's where that that's where yeah. that came from." Nice. Yeah. So. Um, Well, that kind of sucks that it was spoiled, but I mean, this is still a pretty good part.
1: Yeah, no, it it was. And that was amazing. And man, those closing title sequence, the, the, yeah, that was amazing.
0: Oh yeah. Um, and the, the, the funeral scene at the end, I was like, oh my
1: goodness. Yeah can we talk a little bit about like the cameos or not even cameos the other big names that were in this movie
0: yeah you can probably shed a little bit of light since you actually read the comic books and i'm uh l7 weenie and it's, do not.
1: it's okay i'm a little weak on the cosmic point of or the cosmic side of um, marvel my strength is really more the mutant side but of course that's sure. fox controlled right now fuckers. but
0: um huh i, said, I just said fuckers
1: yeah, but, I mean, I do, it, it does cross over, like, um, I don't know if you know this in the comics, they uh, redid Guardians of the Galaxy to match the movie more, like, uh, Peter Quill um, was just one of many characters as part of the Guardians, so they right. reassembled the team with him at the head, you know, to, and, and that makes sense, it'll bring in more readers, but, um, it was my train of thought now. It's all good. It's, uh, oh, yeah, so some of the other characters, you got Sylvester Stallone in there. I forget mm-hmm. his character, and I'm going to forget a lot of these characters' names, but it's really interesting to see him in there. And then um, Michelle Yeoh, she played the female captain who also came out and supported Yondu at the end there. Right. And if if that name sounds familiar, she... Um, She's a great martial artist. Like, she okay. worked a lot with Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan would let her do her own stunts and whatnot. Okay. And um, a lot of people most likely know her from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Okay. She was the love interest of Chow Yun-Fat. They're okay. the older characters. Um, lots of other great movies. Uh, Memoirs of a Geisha. A lot of other stuff that she's been in. It was amazing to see her. I love her. I love seeing her in anything. Uh, Miley Cyrus did the voice of one of her companions. Really? Yeah. One of the huh. uh, people beside Michelle Yeoh, she did the voice. And then Michael Rosenbaum, if y'all remember him from Smallville, he played Lex Luthor. Okay. And he was also in Sorority Boys, or was it Sorority Girls, where the frat boys disguised themselves as sorority girls because they got kicked out of their house.
0: Why does that movie sound familiar? I, I It <laughs> sounds familiar, but it's, I, it's I don't think It's an early
1: I... 2000s movie, I think. Okay.
0: Um, Like Mean Girls era?
1: Yeah, something like that. Um, He also did the voice of uh, Wally West, The Flash, on... uh, Justice League and
0: Justice League Unlimited. You are like a walking IMDb <laughs> page.
1: <laughs> yes, my friends have commented that a lot. Um, I just happen—it's not a bad thing. I happen to be a fan of him, so I, I followed his work for a little while. Um, but he played one of the compatriots of uh, the Sylvester Stallone character. He was the the one that looked like he was made out of ice or crystals or right. whatnot. So we're hoping in the future, like especially in Infinity War coming up, that since Marvel's going super cosmic with it, mm-hmm. that a lot of these characters will get brought back in.
0: Yeah, um, I uh, I figured that um, you know you see you see Sylvester Stallone in the the beginning, um, you know when he's talking to Yondu, telling him that you know he's never going to have you know the. What do they call it? The the lights or the fireworks? The or fireworks. Whatever? The fireworks yeah.
1: funeral. Let's just call it that. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's there's a special term for it, but right. Um, but then you know, at the end, when they all show up and they all participate in the fireworks celebration, because um, they heard that you know be, he basically sacrificed himself. Um, that uh, you know, you see all these different people that you've never seen before, and uh, they each get you know a couple seconds of screen time. You know, you see them in their ships. And I I got the feeling that that was kind of one of uh, Marvel's, like, hat tips to the comic book readers, because it yeah. seems like every movie that they put out uh, has a few of those, yes. at least one, to the comic book readers, because it, it's almost like, uh, here you go, slash, we're very sorry, <laughs> because, you know... Uh, Howard the Duck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Because like every comic book uh, you know, can't exactly translate, you know, into a movie, you know, right. word word for word, you know, picture for oh, picture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um so they have to change up some things, but you know, when you know, they do things like that, I feel like it's it's kind of a, a nod to the comic book readers for
1: Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Um speaking of which, uh, the cutscene there, or not the cutscene, what do you want to call them? Um,
0: post credit scenes? Yes which uh, which one because this one had like seven <laughs>
1: uh adam warlock the the gold aliens are so upset oh, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. create a creature and she names him adam mm-hmm. um, yeah, I read previously that. people had thought adam warlock was an easter egg in the first guardians movie when they go into the collector's place right and they bring in the infinity stone up in the corner there was supposedly somebody in like this little cocoon case or whatever and and the theory was everybody thought that was adam warlock and that was how he was going to get brought into the mcu for um Mm. infinity war but no here we go he got created by this alien race interesting yeah he's instrumental in infinity war
0: uh for good or for bad
1: you'll see okay
0: (laughs) yeah i i got very mixed uh messages um when I, I did my research on, because uh, th- that was one that just went completely over my head. Uh, obviously, you know, I haven't read any of the comics. So um, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Right. Uh, or coffin or uh, space shuttle pod thing. Right. And uh, I kind of, like I said, it. Uh, some of the stuff that I read, it, it was like, Yeah, he's bad, and then some of the stuff I read was like, no, he's good, and maybe a little bit of both, and it was kind of confusing. I was like, well, I guess I'll just wait for the movie, and...
1: Yeah, and like you said, it'll be interpreted differently for the movies than it is in the comics. My feeling from the comics was always more, he was more of like a balance sure a balancing thing like because one person getting it it, it's gonna tip the scales one way somebody else getting this stuff tips it the other way and he comes in and and it's kind of like a little bit of a balance in there but we'll see how they decide to portray him in the mcu and what he'll do in the
0: movies awesome uh you want to uh let's switch gears to another movie uh did you see alien covenant
1: i did not i am very squeamish against um oopy goopy stuff i am i am i you know like i think ages ago i've seen the original alien movie and aliens of course
0: right but
1: um i did not grow up watching a lot of
0: i didn't either yeah uh it's too bad that uh well maybe it's it's good that connor isn't here (laughs) because like he would jump in and be like all right guys i got this Uh, And he he would talk about Alien and Aliens and all the sequels and then this one. And he'd talk about it for like four years. Uh uh, And then we'd never get anything done. Um, So it might be a blessing in disguise that he's not here. Um,
1: Uh, For people who this is their bailiwick, um, I hope they enjoyed it. Um, I I feel like I did hear better reviews about this than I did Prometheus. uh,
0: Yeah, uh, this was might I say, uh, a little polarizing. Uh, I I ran into people that really liked it. I think Connor said he really liked it. Um, and then I ran into a few hardcore uh, Alien and Aliens fans that didn't like it. Um, and I, me being neither, I'm, I'm not a hardcore fan, but I don't dislike the franchise. Uh, I thought it was decent. Uh, there were some parts that were kind of weird. Um, there's this weird... Uh, um, weird scene uh, between Michael Fassbender and Michael Fassbender because there's two of them.
2: Well, <laughs> um,
0: where one of them is teaching the other how to play the flute. And he's like holding down the the flute holes. And he's like, okay, now blow, in the most sexual way possible.
2: Well. And I
0: was like, the only thing that was running through my mind was like, some people are going to go home and write some gay fan fiction about this scene. Oh, of course. Well, I mean,
1: he was Magneto. They've already written that. Right. <laughs>
0: That's said and done. Uh,
1: by the way, Fox, where is my Magneto Nazi hunter movie?
0: Come on. I know nothing about that. It, oh, oh. We you know that it. that makes sense because uh, yeah because the world War two uh, is kind of wrapped around his character right yeah
1: well it's uh it's just he was such a great character at the beginning of uh, what was it, x-men first class mm-hmm. when he was just hunting down Nazis and is like this is a magneto I can get behind I, w- right. I want to watch this film so uh, hey Fox make us a magneto-nazi hunter film
0: yeah I liked x-men first class I, I think that's that's probably been uh, one of my favorite X-Men movies.
1: I really enjoyed that run. Yeah. Uh, the X-Men First Class and and, and, the, and the follow-ups. Days right. of Future Past. Yeah,
0: not. I, I'd say that it was... There was three of them, right? It was Days of Future Past and then... Um, and then there was the most Age of Apocalypse. Yes. Yes. Um, I thought for the most part they were um, a smidge better... Uh, than the original trilogy. I still enjoyed the original trilogy. It was right. a little bit more, I guess, quote unquote, family friendly. Yeah. Uh, if you want to go that far or classify it that way. But um, I felt like they were a little bit more fun. And then these were a little bit more serious, but still had, you know, a fun side to them.
1: I feel like uh, the more recent ones have more of a comic book feel to them than yeah. the original ones did. The original ones were still trying to do that dark hero movie thing. Mm you know, inspired by the Batman movies and whatnot. And um, I feel like this one, it feels a little bit brighter. It feels a little bit more like Comet. And this is where it's brighter colors. They have a better interpretation of uh, like unity within the team, uh, the costumes that they wear or the uniforms rather the the jumpsuits they wear at the end of X-Men First Class. It's sort of like an homage to the original um, Xavier School uniforms that Mm -hmm. the X-Men would wear and whatnot. Um, however, I still don't get what the obsession is with people who direct X-Men movies of trying to explain why characters who have odd-colored hair, how they got that odd-colored hair. It's really weird. It's like the first X-Men movies, they went through all this to explain how Rogue got her white stripe in her hair and uh-huh. all this other kind of stuff. And then...
0: I don't even remember. remember oh, I, d- I just
1: remember it standing out as it being super weird. Like you felt the need to make that a character development. And then in... Um, the most recent one uh how storm got her white hair and etc i'm like why why is this a thing i don't know maybe it just stuck out to me because i'm like why can't you just give her white hair from the beginning apocalypse gave it to her okay spoilers everybody
0: sorry no uh, <laughs> i mean i i should make a disclaimer uh before like every episode like yeah in case you uh, forgot or if this is the first time you know you're tuning into the podcast there will be spoilers um so yeah I apologize but there mm-hmm. there will be spoilers. There will be. Yeah, I drink your milkshake. Oh jeez. <laughs> um so anyway, uh, Alien Covenant. That was it. Yep, that's it. Um it's and then, to X-Men. Right.
1: Um Baywatch, come on. We know we all wanted to go see Dwayne Johnson's abs.
0: I uh, I skipped that one. That one <laughs> I I, I want to watch it. It looked really funny. Uh it got um kind of poor reviews from what I can remember.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it like an 18%. Oh
0: good. Um, I'll still I, I, I kind of feel like that one is going to be added to HBO Go um, yeah. relatively soon after it comes onto DVD. Um, this but, is
1: one to Redbox.
0: Yeah. Uh, but I
1: almost wonder if this isn't going to be like uh, I remember thinking the same thing about the 21 Jump Street movie when it came out mm-hmm. and then I rented that and, and laughed my ass off. It was yeah. It was hysterical. Didn't yeah. think I was going to enjoy it that yeah, much.
0: Yeah, I loved. Uh, I love both of those movies. Very good. So. Um, let's see. Pirates came out. Um, of course, you did it. You you, you haven't <laughs> seen it yet. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because I couldn't even remember if it came out. I'm in Disney World going, did that Pirates movie ever come out? I don't remember.
0: Don't know. Granted, um, that's totally fine because you were in fucking Disney World. (laughs) And your mind should be in no other headspace except for, holy shit, I'm in Disney World and this is the best time of my life.
1: Yeah, mine was eat all the food at the Food and Wine Festival and then at the Magic Kingdom. I was like, holy crap, I'm here for Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween. And it was amazing.
0: Uh, Does it really start that early?
1: yeah yeah it starts in september and goes all the way oh, through okay. october yeah cool. it, but they only do it on select nights but it's totally worth it if anybody ever gets a chance for the fireworks show alone and the parade i mean it's amazing that and because it's it's limited like we must have rode big thunder mountain like three times back to back just nice. because we could and then we did the same thing with space mountain right on yeah that's my pirate's thoughts <laughs>
0: yeah um
1: yeah that I, and we ate popcorn on the pirates of the caribbean like i never thought i'd be able to eat popcorn on a ride at disney but we did it it's
0: a pretty chill ride um yeah. that's uh what uh, my wife Lindsay calls the breastfeeding ride one <laughs> of them uh we went for our honeymoon and she uh she was like yeah if uh, you can breastfeed your baby on a ride you shouldn't really be called a ride
1: yeah, those are experiences. It's like the uh, People Mover over in Tomorrowland. Uh-huh. Like, I've seen uh, ladies get on there with their babies. And they'll let you just keep riding that ride over and over as long as you want. Because there's never a line for it. Right. And people will go up there to give their kids a nap. And, like, I saw this lady ride it, like, <laughs> three times because her kid was still asleep. And she would just do the keep it going motion. And
0: they just let her go. That's, that's amazing. So that's another breastfeeding ride. <laughs> right. Pro
1: tip for Disney.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wonder Woman. Yeah, uh, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about Wonder Woman and how Talks fucking fantastic. What about it is. this movie? Right. This was,
1: this was so so good. I I don't even know where to start on this one. I loved.
0: Did you did you see the meme where it was? I, I think it was a shot from uh, one of the comic books where Wonder Woman is like flying up from the ground and she's carrying a limp batman and a limp yeah Superman. and she's like and okay it, it, i got this yeah and the caption was just like the current state of the dc universe and i was like yeah pretty much it's so true i i don't get it it's like i understand batman being a dark
1: movie i mean come on he's the dark knight and mm-hmm. when you get into like batman detective comics and and that kind of stuff i mean they can get really dark thank you frank miller yeah they get really dark but Superman needs to be the polar opposite right. of Batman. He needs to be that beacon of light and of hope in the world. Mm-hmm. And his movies are just not that. I walk it's, away from those Superman movies fucking
0: depressed. I'm yeah, like, it's it's very dark and brooding. And, and uh. it's
1: not Superman. Okay, Pa Kent would never tell Superman not to save somebody's life. Right. This is effing ridiculous. I have many feelings about that movie, and not a lot of them are good. Wonder Woman, however everything that should have been everything mm-hmm. like uh what is it uh, somebody said if you want to stop some criminal criminals you you get batman if you want to save the world you get superman if you want to stop a war you get wonder woman
0: <laughs> that's pretty good
1: i mean like she is amazing this is everything you want you get to see the mascara i mean like oh my god all the women just being Badass and amazing, mm-hmm. and that beach fight scene—I don't care if some of the arrow trick shots are ridiculous; they just look badass and glorious, and it's everything you want.
0: Right. Well, I mean, it's a superhero movie, so if there was non ridiculous stuff in there, it wouldn't be a superhero movie. Exactly. So, um, I thought, uh, yeah, I thought Gal Gadot was awesome. I thought, uh, what's her name that uh, that dies pretty quickly? She was kind of her Robin in- Wright yeah yeah her character
1: princess buttercup
0: yep yep that's her um that's really the the biggest and, thing i know her from i know oh, she, you
1: also know her as Jenna. <laughs> i may not be a smart man
0: yeah that's right um and <laughs> she's in um what's the show on netflix that everyone watches except for me house of cards yes yeah yep that'd be it um but yeah all the uh, all the females uh in that movie uh are fucking incredible yeah um uh, the scene that always stands out to me when whenever I think back to it is the scene where I guess it's about maybe midway through maybe the, the beginning of the third act where they're in the bunker um, in the middle of the war zone and they're Debating on, uh, well, basically everyone wants to.
1: Oh, when they're in the trenches.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, sorry, bunker is not the right. It's word. It's all good. Um, <laughs> they're they're wanting to do one thing, and uh, all those people they basically have been stuck there for weeks or months or whatever. And she has, she feels like she has the opportunity to, you know, kind of rush. the... Finally,
1: do something. Yeah,
0: rush the opposition, and you know, kind of bring this to uh, an end. Or at least, you know, move forward uh, with the process. Um, and, like, I get chills just thinking about it when, yeah. when she pops out of the, the trenches and you know she's just fucking deflecting bullets and stuff yeah. and I, I like i almost started crying because i'm a pussy ass bitch oh no no <laughs> it is
1: a wonderful scene because up to that point okay when she leaves the island she leaves the island with steve like this is what i'm here for this is what i can do i can come back and help you and so she goes back with him fully expecting to help and at every turn she's told no every right. time she wants to do something she sees an opportunity to do something they're like no no not yet let us tell you when and finally she's like enough This is what I'm here for, and I'm going to do it. And then she goes out and just blows everything out of the water. She's just... It's also the first time we get the big reveal of the entire Wonder Woman outfit, because up to that point, it's been under other things. right? And so it's just nice. It's like, here's the character. This is the defining moment of Wonder Woman. This is who she is, Mm -hmm. and this is what she does. And don't stop her.
0: (laughs) Right. Um. Yeah. That. Uh, that whole sequence, and then when they. Uh, when they show up in the the little town, when she's like fucking throwing tanks and stuff, and um, oh. just going nuts. Uh, that that whole movie is, is just absolutely incredible. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. That that's beautiful, and I really like the relationship that they worked out between her and Steve.
0: Yeah.
2: Like
1: it, it didn't feel forced. It did feel very natural. They right? did. Because sometimes they do that, and it's like, why Why are these people having any interest in each other? This, this seems they're together because they have to be. Whereas this one, it felt like a very natural friendship.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely agree. Um, and they they I felt like... I mean, I don't know his character beyond the movie, mm-hmm. um, but I felt like they did his character right where... Um, I mean, it would be very uh, a very Hollywood type thing to do to have a Wonder Woman movie and then uh, Chris Pine's character overshadow uh, right. Wonder Woman's character. Um, but they did a really good job of kind of keeping him in the background, but also uh, you know central character.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I was I was pretty happy with that balance that they struck there.
1: Yeah, I'm so. I'm so happy they've already greenlit a second movie. Yeah. Same director and everything. I'm super excited.
0: She's she's a badass.
1: I will say I was very disappointed with uh, again, spoilers people, the death of Steve Trevor's care or yeah, with, with his death. Um Right. I understand why they did it. I think maybe they wanted to open up her to the possibility of um for the D C universe movies, maybe a possible romance between her and Batman. I could see them totally doing that. Mm-hmm. Um Plus, so he'd have to age out, anyways.
0: Right. So here's the question: um, Will uh, do we know if the the sequel will take place in between the first movie and what's going on right now, or is it going to take place um, present kind of, day? Yeah, present day. Or I, I no guess idea. we don't really know.
1: I have no idea. I'm actually a little bit more concerned of whether or not this Batman film is gonna end up happening. I
0: I am like one of those. Those clown blow up balloon dolls things that, that has the weight in the uh, at the bottom where you punch it and it goes down and then it comes back up. Uh-huh. That's me with DC movies. Like I'm like, all right, that one sucked, but the next one's gonna be good. Like I, I, I refuse to give up hope that. Um, uh,
1: I hope so. I really liked Batflick. I uh-huh. really liked oh, him. I thought yeah, he did I, a good job. Yeah,
0: I think, um, I mean, and, and I, that's coming from someone that liked Christian Bale uh-huh. as Batman. Like, I, I know a lot of people had problems with him and the way you portrayed Batman and especially the voice. I didn't mind any of that. Right. Um, but I thought um, uh, Ben, uh, uh, ben, ben Affleck. Affleck. Sorry, I, I was like, <laughs> is his first name Bat? His first name's
1: Bat. It's, it's <laughs> Last a- name Fleck. Okay.
0: <laughs> That, that's what, uh, that's, I think that's what happened in my brain was like, "Wait, his first name is Bats, right? <laughs> it's been a long, long week. Um you can say you're a bit batty. Yeah. Oh. Aww. Oh. I see what you did there. Oh. Uh, um. So yeah, but I, I really like him as Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Yeah,
1: he had a good balance of being both.
0: Mm-hmm. I uh, I also think that aesthetically um, he looks a lot like Bruce Wayne in some of the um, the very limited amount of comic book reading that I've done with Mm -hmm. Batman I and especially like the animated series like because in the animated series um, if I can if I recall correctly he's you know kind of built like really like has a lot of upper body strength yeah and. that was something that christian bale kind of lacked he was i mean he wasn't lank lanky but he was um he was more trim yeah he he wasn't uh, he didn't have the upper body physique that um
1: well i think you also got to remember somewhere in between um his bat films is that when he was also doing um the terminator movies? so i think he had to slim down mm. for that too
0: okay
2: I can't, yeah
1: can't remember I can't remember. Did he do the Machinist before or after The Dark Knight? um because he had to drop a lot of weight for that. Machinist. Um, That's the one where he's an in insomniac.
0: I don't know if I ever saw that. Oh, saw wow. that one. Um, that might have been in between um, Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. I
1: can't remember Maybe,
0: but yeah, like, I can't remember. He either.
1: lost a ridiculous. Like he said, he would eat like a baked potato every day, and that was about it. Hmm. Yeah, he is like skin and bones in that. So.
0: Wow. Though. Okay. Well, but Wonder Woman, right? Wonder Woman, fantastic. Can punch uh, a
1: tank <laughs> and throw a tank at you.
0: So, so great. Um, I, uh, I read an article. Uh, and this will be the last thing that I have to say about the movie. I read uh, an article uh, shortly after the movie came out, and it was like it, it was very clickbaity. But I'm glad that I read it because I wouldn't have uh, caught on to this if I didn't. Um, but it was like the one thing that you most likely missed from wonder woman and i was like okay i'll bite and i read it and it was basically how there was no um gratuitous body shots Uh, right there was no like close-ups of the boobs or um you know like the sexualization of yeah they didn't uh, put her in ridiculous
1: poses just to be here's our lead actress half naked right
0: yeah and it it even pointed out more things like uh, that I didn't notice where, you know, she does like superhero landings and whatever and like her thighs jiggle. Yes. Like thighs are supposed to jiggle no matter, yes. you know, how skinny. I think I read
1: that same article. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember the thigh jiggle comment because there's such a thing in Hollywood about women can't have any cellulite. Like everything's got to be firm and taut. Mm-hmm. So when she lands and she actually has body parts that like move. move <laughs> yeah. That's like, that is how it's supposed to be. Um, the cost, the, the person who designed the costume also said she went out of her way to, uh, you know, talking about the, the outfits that they wear, like some people be like, oh, they're all running around skimpy. Um, she wanted to go in a way that reflected if you had an island full of women, what would they wear? Like it no longer becomes about, um. You know trying to get societal approval mm-hmm. and whatnot it's like what do we feel comfortable in and being a warrior nation what can we move in what can we fight in right and it's very much has that very uh roman greco you know influence for sure which, you know which is her background anyways i mean like if you go and look at statues and, and paintings and depictions of uh soldiers of that time they all had the they were wearing skirts and sandals mm-hmm. so i love that like they had that free form movement, but it wasn't like deep cut cleavage right. and like, yeah. yeah. And, and no, here's butt shots or here or that impossible pose that they keep trying to make Black Widow do in the MCU po- posters and trailers of here's my butt and my boobs at the same time. Right. Like, you can't see me. I'm turning to try to do it, but it is like not a comfortable, natural move whatsoever.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, no, I I get that. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Uh, you want? Did you see Spider Man?
1: Like four times.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, I saw I saw it twice. Uh, me and me and Lindsay went to go see it, and then we, uh, I took my brother, uh, to go see it. Um, he has cerebral palsy. Um, i like to bring him to a convention one of these days because there's you know as you know there's like a lot of Power Ranger cosplay or at yeah. least there's a little bit at, at every convention. Oh yeah, and uh, he is. Fucking Power Ranger fanatic, like he owns either on DVD or VHS, Uh
2: um,
0: every single Power Ranger movie that there is to own.
2: Um,
0: like we, uh, me and him, and then my younger, youngest brother Josh, uh, we all grew up watching Power Rangers, and uh, and Ben would be in his wheelchair and he'd be like waving his arms and stuff, and then me and Josh would be like, you know, play fighting and stuff while we were watching it. Um, so yeah, Spider Man. Did I no. tell you that I get off topic really easily? It's
1: it's okay. Uh, Spider-Man was amazing. Like, I saw it, loved it, and then went out of town to go visit a friend. And they were they were hosting me, putting me up, and I knew they would love Spider-Man. I was like, have you seen this movie? They were like, no. And I was like, I'm taking you to see this movie right, right now because it's so good and you would love it. And then uh, my husband wanted to see it again, so we went and saw it again. And it's just like... I, there's not a lot to complain about this movie it has a great soundtrack like every time i watch that movie i find myself like rocking out in the Mm -hmm. theater like especially oh
0: just just so good did they release an official soundtrack for it not like movie score uh i mean that's a that's a great question for the google machine right let me (laughs) let me do that um but yeah i i totally agree i it was uh the yeah like the the old school, like seventies and eighties punk rock, uh, like oh, the yeah, Ramones. The oh yeah, uh, that was like totally unexpected, but absolutely amazing uh, the way it was thrown in. Um,
1: oh come on, using a New York punk band about a movie set in New York mm-hmm. couldn't be a better mashup,
0: right? Um, yeah, I thought uh, I thought it was great. Um, I'm trying to think of specific things that I really liked about it.
1: Um, I love the callbacks to the other MC, like his home video <laughs> at the beginning of the movie. Yes,
0: that was uh, that was one thing that uh, it, I didn't necessarily need it cleared up for me, but a lot of people apparently had problems with um, when when they first released the trailer. And of course, you see him in class watching the playback of him uh, at the uh, the airport scene in uh, Civil War. Right, and they're like. Where did that video come from? And I was like, uh, Peter Parker is a fucking photographer. Of course he set up his cell right. phone and recorded the action.
2: Well, and that's
1: something else. That's a little nod to his photographer background. Right. So they just brought it up to date. Like, everybody's got a phone, so why wouldn't he be videotaping everything? Right. Uh, yeah, there is a soundtrack. And it's got uh, blick, scree, Pop Rolling Stones, Can't You Hear Me Knocking. Yeah, they've got Canned Heat going up the country. Yeah, they've got Flock of Seagulls. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so there is, it's not just the score. Like, they've got some of it, like the theme from Spider-Man, but they've got the uh, the, the songs that are on there. So yeah. there you go. The more you know. I, uh,
0: I thought that Iron Man was in there for a, a decent amount of time. Uh, like, I I was afraid that they might overdo it. Uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, now they're, you know, they're juggling so many superheroes and the, the biggest issue with that is, you know, you have individual superhero movies, uh, and they're fighting their villains, you know, where are the other superheroes? Why can't they come and help out? Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, uh, I feel like this was an attempt to make, try and bridge that gap. Right. Um, and so I, I thought the scenes with Iron Man were really good and the amount that he was in in the movie. I almost uh, thought that he could be in it just a tiny bit more. Um, really? But uh, yeah, f- for the most part, I thought that he was in it for the perfect amount of time. Okay. Um, and I did like his his overall presence in the movie. Right. Um, it was <clears throat> kind of like uh, being a uh, uh, a mentor to Spider-Man since he is much younger than he usually is.
1: I thought that was a very interesting dynamic because of course that's that's not at all in the comics.
0: <laughs> right. I uh I'm I'm waiting on one thing that I was hoping to see was a little bit of like nerding out between the two of them like cuz you know they're both very very smart individuals. Right. And their life re- basically just revolves around R&D and I was waiting for scenes where they just nerd out together. Uh, And I feel like that might happen a little bit in um, Infinity War.
1: Yeah, and I think we got a little bit more of that in Civil War. You know, when uh, Tony goes and gets Peter.
2: Right. They they do
1: spend a little bit of time in his apartment doing some tech talk. Yeah. You know, and I feel like they got that. But yeah, I could see that. And I think them not doing that in this also just shows more of tony's Mm self-absorption of why he's not focusing because you got to have peter feeling like he's being ignored and if they had that kind of bond and got to geek out over that kind of stuff uh, maybe you wouldn't feel that separation as much right and he needed to feel that to to build up to true his anger
0: you want to talk about Michael Keaton and how fucking awesome he was? He
1: was amazing. Uh,
0: the the whole beginning scene with his uh, him and his company being ousted from you know cleaning up after the aftermath of. Um, you know, the first Avengers movie. Right. And then him him and his team basically just stealing all the alien equipment and, you know, making lemonade out of lemons. Right. Uh, and then he, here he comes in and the fucking ceiling and he's got like these badass wings. And I was just like, holy shit.
1: I love the interpretation of the vulture costume, like the flight jacket with the, the fur ruffle. Yeah. That evoked that he, very. Yeah.
0: Like an aviator. Yeah.
1: Yep, and then the uh, clawed feet to carry the equipment, because mm-hmm. how else would he carry the equipment? Um, right. I also thought it was great how they incorporated both shockers in this movie.
0: Uh, yes.
1: Like, uh, how many other can, can you say that they've had both of the same character in there? So I thought that was very well handled. I love the little Easter eggs to the other characters. You had, um, what is
0: it? Um, Donald Glover?
1: Yes and
0: that was a surprise uh, f- uh nice surprise for me I-, I didn't know that he was going to be in there so when i saw him i was like hey it's donald glover yeah his
1: uh what is his care what is his he becomes sort of like a villain slash good guy bad guy he's also miles morales's uncle and miles morales is uh one of the current spider-mans okay he's the one that's um half latino half black okay and Fucking awesome Spider-Man costume design on Miles Morales, uh, but the the Danny Glover character is or is it Danny or Donald? Donald. Sorry, I keep saying Danny Glover, and I'm like it's a lethal, we- lethal
0: Weapon now. Yeah, he's he's also a black man, but he's much much older
1: <laughs> and, and
0: and too old for this shit. Right. Yeah, he is he is too old for this shit.
1: <laughs> but I mean, that was a nicer way. Ha- you know, that was a link to Miles Morales, and, and I can't remember. Man, I can't remember. if It's like the Prowler or the Hunter. And some, some nerd, some geek out there is gatekeeping out there right now and is like,
0: oh, well. It's all right. No one to this, <laughs> listens to this podcast. Oh, <laughs> I mean, if you went and, like, told your husband and, like, a few people that you were on here, then we might get, like, a few more listeners, but. Yeah, it
1: was The Prowler. Okay, so I did have it right. Cool. Um, And I love his interaction with, with Spider-Man, you know, of, like. Hey, you need to get better at this you know not like coming down on him but just like hey man you need to and i love that we okay my favorite thing about this movie at all is we have peter parker as an actual teenager it's Mm -hmm. not we get him as a teenager for 15 20 minutes for the origin story and then boom he's in college this is this is peter trying to figure shit out this is him you know, being awkward and being like, oh man, you know, it's literally, I gotta save the world, I can't let a- M- Aunt May know, and the prom's tomorrow! You know? Mm-hmm. It's like...
0: Yeah, he's, at, <laughs> he's like juggling real life, like superhero duties uh, and he's juggling them with like I'm a teenager and I'm going to the prom and I got Spanish quiz tomorrow and um blah 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 so yeah i uh i thought that was uh fun. The, it, it was like the spider-man that everyone's been waiting for for like a decade and a half
1: yes and i love how he is your neighborhood spider-man like he stops to give a little lady direction right and yeah that, him that whole
0: montage of him like <laughs> is I this mean,
1: your bicycle you're right <laughs> uh
0: yeah that and helps the old lady and uh and you know he's uh, doing all kinds of other shit.
1: Yeah. Um, and then the, uh, a- again, another, you know, Spider Man figuring his shit out is the ATM robbery. Mm-hmm. You see him walk in there and he's like trying out different poses of right. how he wants to reveal himself to there. Yeah. Like, this is him deciding he's going to be a smart ass with the criminals. Right. Wait,
0: well, yeah, you guys aren't <laughs> the Avengers.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. So that that was, oh man. And maybe I was slow on the uptake, but I did not see the reveal coming. I didn't see it either. Vulture being the dad. I
0: don't, I don't think a lot of people uh, did. Um, when, when we went to go see it, um, one of, uh, one of my friends, she, she caught it when, when he pulls up to the house. Yeah. Um, in his car. Uh, she was like, oh, I bet he's, uh, he's her dad. And I was like, no way. She oh. he fucking opened the door and I was like, get the fuck out of here. I think he
1: literally hurt my heartbreak in that scene like he opens the door and my heart just went Push! tinkle 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 and like for the next like 15 minutes i was like super anxiety for peter i was just like clutching. like sometimes i get too empathetic like i'm clutching the seats and i'm like i'm not gonna cry i'm not right. gonna cry because i'm so worried for him and i feel so bad for him and i'm like this motherfucker's gonna kill a teenager
0: oh my god yeah no he uh, he was michael keaton played a great villain um he uh, what was what made him so interesting to me uh, was that one day they bothered to give him a backstory. Um, and so you...
1: But it was a believable turn of him becoming a villain.
0: Right. Um, so, uh, so you have, you know, on, on the one side, you know, he's an actual family man who's... You can almost justify, you know, what he's doing with all these alien weapons. Um, you know, making them and selling them. And... Uh, uh, and it's to provide for his family so you right. kind of have that like Breaking Bad feel uh, except you know minus the meth um, right uh, <laughs> but uh, replace well, meth with alien tech <laughs> right one of um, uh, but I, I like him because he also is really good at striking fear mm-hmm. um, and one of the scenes that always sticks out to me is when is the very next scene when he's driving them to the prom oh. and he's looking at him through the rear view mirror and he's like good old spider-man <laughs> and like the second time, like i was like my heart was beating too fast to be able to concentrate the first time i saw it so the second time i saw it i was like all right i'm gonna see if i can pick up on any more things that i might have missed yeah. i saw that part and uh, i was i just started dying laughing in the, yeah. theater. <laughs> the
1: tension in that scene is just so beautiful like yeah. i was worried with that anxiety but again after repeat it's, it's just such a beautiful build up mm-hmm. to the drop off right in front of the school right Um. Oh, Oh my god oh
0: yeah
1: Michael Keaton does such an amazing job because he's just so menacing in the next moment he's like that loving father of
0: oh yeah oh. he is uh, he is really an underrated actor did uh, did you like um, Birdman did you see Birdman I did not see ago? that one uh, you should see it because it's amazing um, not just because of his performance but because of everyone's performance in that movie I've heard that um, and uh, it's also beautifully shot and uh the way it's shot um i don't know if you heard the fact that there's only like six total shots in the movie because it instead of yeah yeah, instead of cutting you know in between you know going from scene to scene when there's stage movement when they're walking around the camera actually follows them from you know place to place inside the theater um so the idea behind that uh is just amazing
1: yeah my michael keaton uh movie library tends to be a little bit more old school like i look at him and i'm like it's mr mom
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> or, Beetlejuice. Or Beetlejuice, yeah or batman Or batman yeah, yeah. uh yeah that's that's me too I, I really i haven't seen um i don't know if he's he still does a whole lot of acting um uh but yeah uh, most of the stuff that i've seen him in is has been old stuff like you know batman right. and beetlejuice and stuff
1: right so. uh, oh Man's such a wonderful um i can't can't leave this conversation without mentioning the captain america psa's those are some of my oh, favorite God. moments and that gym teacher and no fucks given i guess he's a war criminal now <laughs> but we're still gonna watch it <laughs> and i feel so bad for peter having to watch these because he's fought him like, right. especially when he loses it in detention, he's like, well, you got detention. That probably means he did something wrong. And, you know, Peter's just thinking, you know. Fuck
0: you, man. I just <laughs> fought you at Berlin Airport.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, but those were so, so. Oh, and the so one good. at
0: the end, uh, at the very end of the credits, where he's patience. like, "Some <laughs> patience. Sometimes you wait around for something and it just doesn't pay off. I was like, like <laughs> the first time I saw it, I was like, fuck you, Captain America. Yes,
1: Fuck you for wasting my I time. I can't wait for this to come out on DVD. I've already seen a couple of GIFs or gifs depends on what side you fall it's, on. It's GIF. Yeah, I, I'm in the GIF camp. Um, of some other PSAs they did for this movie where Chris Evans just cannot keep it together. Apparently oh there's another PSA he did about like school lunches. <laughs> And I'm just like, and maybe they couldn't work it into the film, but oh, uh, so good. Okay. So other Easter eggs that we had in this movie, the Sinister Six, they're leading up to that. Mm-hmm. If you know much about them.
0: Uh, I, I heard that they were going to do it. And then I couldn't remember if I saw that they, they decided to tank the idea or not. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, well, they but, introduced Scorpion
0: uh-huh. in this film. And that was... Right. That, that was the the dude um, in jail, right?
1: Yeah. The one who got injured on the boat. Right. Yeah. And he had the big scorpion tattoo yeah, on his neck. Yeah. He
0: is... Uh, do you watch um, Better Call Saul? I do not. Okay. Um, yeah. That's um, a spinoff from Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, he's not a central character in Better Call Saul, but he is in almost every single episode um and he's he's a really good actor in that show he's he plays a really um interesting character um so yeah it was it was fun to see him in this movie nice yeah so i'm excited to see him and more stuff
1: another little link to the mcu um i want to talk about karen the voice in the suit do you know who that was
0: uh like the the actress that yes, played that voice? That's um,
1: Jennifer Connelly. You might know her from Beautiful Mind and Labyrinth. Right. And Dark City. Um she in real life is married to Paul Bettany. Okay. Who did the voice of Vision and then played Vision? Nice. In the MCU. So I thought that was a nice little little callback there because you know with uh Jarvis who uh Right. Paul Bettany did the voice of mm-hmm. being just a voice you hear, and then his wife is the female yeah, counterpart that is, to that.
0: That is that is kind of neat. Uh, I did not know that, and now I do, and that's fucking awesome.
1: <laughs> Yay, obscure trivia. That's Yay. What I'm for.
0: No, I I love movie trivia. Like, um, almost every time I get done watching a movie, like, I'll head to IMDb and read the trivia because a lot of it is, you know, pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. So. But, yeah, great movie. Um. I liked how it fits into the rest of the MCU. And, mm-hmm. uh, oh, the, the little surprise there at the end, the suit that Tony builds for him, Iron Spider.
0: Yeah. Uh, I uh, may or may not, but definitely will be wearing that to <laughs> the next convention. Nice. Uh, yeah, I found a website that will custom uh, make it for you. Oh, fantastic. like Like you, you can do like the hood detachable. So um, if you want to walk around in the suit, but you don't want to wear the uh, the face the hood part oh, nice. the entire time you can like have it like actual Spider-Man style where it comes off and then you like tuck it into the the rest of the suit um, and you can also do it without hands so if you need to like do texting or whatever on your phone um, I know that some uh, a lot of the uh, morph suits nowadays they say you can um, uh, text and do stuff on your smartphone through the suit um, <clears throat> but it's still very difficult yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, I think it's either that one or the the Spidey suit from the new PS4 slash Xbox One game that's coming out at some point in time. You I mean
1: you don't want to do a sweatsuit Spidey?
0: <laughs> that uh, I can't tell if that would be, like, an easy project or if it would prove to be, like, a little difficult because... It's it's all about the imperfection. So right. you end up like having to do actual sewing as opposed to like just going online and spending a buttload of money.
1: Can I say what I love about that costume is I hate these super uh, superhero movies. Deadpool, I'm looking at you. I love that movie, but th- this one part of superhero movies where you've got these, all of a sudden you have incredible power, so now you need an outfit. Okay, I've been sewing a long time. I would be hard-pressed to make a lot of those outfits just because how professional, how nice. How does this nobody who's never sewn a damn thing in their life <laughs> make these fantastic costumes? Again, looking at you, Deadpool. Whereas you have Spidey who's like, I got some sweatpants and some socks <laughs> and a hoodie that I cut the arms off of. That makes sense. That makes sense. And, I'll, and at least they explain it as Tony made the outfit for him. And that's why it looks so right nice and a little my pet peeve there
0: it's all good. We we all have our little things about I I didn't even really think about that. I I just kind of assumed that I mean Deadpool and uh what's the actual uh Wade Wilson, uh-huh. he they uh, he has those weird quirks.
1: He is ridiculous enough to pull it off.
0: So I kind of I mean like he's uh, I mean according to the movie and like memes and stuff, he's into, you know, weird shit like unicorns and Hello Kitty. Um He's a hufflepuff. No, yeah, seriously,
1: that's, that that's canon in the comic books. He is a Hufflepuff,
0: right? Yeah, I I, I just recently read that, and I told Lindsay because she's a Hufflepuff too, and uh, and I was like, that's kind of shocking, but at the same time, like, makes a, makes sense, right? Um, but anyways, I it seemed like that would be like, sewing would kind of be in his wheelhouse, just <laughs> randomly. Right, because um, why not? Right, but then again, I didn't really put a whole lot of thought into it. <laughs> so. Um, so, do you want to do uh, top threes? Uh, I mean, mine are basically. The, were
1: there were there any others? It was the Mummy?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty of others other ones. There's um, it comes at night, Cars Three, The Mummy, like you said uh baby driver I, that one got rave reviews from critics and yeah. peer reviews well i it mean it's Edgar right and, and yeah uh and i didn't get a chance to see it
1: haven't seen it either i've still yet to see any of the despicable me movies
0: and i i have watched like half of the first one and i really i just can't stand the minions like people Same go here. ape shit over the minions i can't i can't Same take here. it or
1: for the Planet of the Apes, I will admit I am interested in seeing this. I need to go back and see the entire reboot of this series right. because I've heard very great things of it. It's one of those things that's been on my list forever; haven't gone around to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dunkirk. Um, I almost hated this movie because it seemed like every time I did go to the movies, I got a Dunkirk trailer. I was like, I'm tired of seeing the same trailer. And I mean, like, I was seeing that trailer for like a year. Right. Like even last Christmas, I was seeing. Oh that.
0: yeah, the the trailer for it. It was it was around for a solid year before yeah. the, the movie came out.
1: Atomic Blonde.
0: Yeah, uh, that. so I saw that, and you didn't, um, but I mean, I guess I could talk about it for a few minutes. It's, uh, uh, like I like I told you earlier, it's basically um, John Wick with a female lead instead of a male lead, and I, I don't want to um, generalize it into just saying, yeah, it's basically like that. Um, <clears throat> It reminded me a lot of. Did you see Haywire? Uh, it was uh, a Steven Soderbergh or Soderbergh, mm-hmm. however you want to pronounce his name. Um, it was one of. Uh, it was kind of like a like a spy slash. Um, it had that feel to it, like a, like close quarters combat, um, you know slash shoot 'em up style, type thing. But yeah, um, no. Atomic Blonde is awesome once it hits DVD. I am interested in seeing that Uh, because, um, and plus it's Charlize Theron uh, and she's fucking awesome, so you really can't go wrong. Um,
1: Disappointment that is Dark
0: Tower. uh, Did did you see it? No, but I I didn't see it. Um, I I was very interested in seeing it, and then everyone was like, "Oh, it's terrible," but. All those people were like hardcore book fans. Right. And they were just not happy at all with the direction that they took where they 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 put in so much from all the books into one movie instead of like, you know, uh, spreading out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And they switched some things around apparently.
1: That's the big complaint I heard is they were trying to do too much at once. It was right. like they could have slowed it down and flushed the story out a bit more. Um but I tend to find that people who are fans of the Dark Tower it's it's one of those where they're super fans of it like
0: Yeah, they're like do not fuck with this canon. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um I uh, the good reviews that I read were basically from the people that did not read the books. They were like four to five stars whatever. They're like I'm giving this five stars but that's only because I haven't read the books <laughs> and uh know that you know people that read the books they have huge problems with it but So that's, you know, that's that, um, Annabelle, uh, Annabelle creation, I guess it's the, the first sequel. Um, I, uh, I wanted to see, I I needed to see the, uh, the first one first, but I just recently watched, um, for the first time, the two Conjuring movies, which, uh, I guess, I don't know, in the timeline of all these movies, um. But Annabelle is actually featured in the beginning, beginning of The Conjuring 2 mm-hmm. um, where they're like, I don't know if they're dealing with um, some of the people that own Annabelle, uh, but yeah, it, it kind of randomly, the movie kind of randomly opens up with them dealing with the family who's who has Annabelle. But I mean, she's out of there in like five minutes. Right. Um so, yeah, uh, <laughs> creepy dolls. Ew. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I'm not a big horror
0: person. No, like, no. I, uh, I, I wouldn't say I'm a big horror person either. Um, but then, I, I mean, I go back and forth because um, I, I, I really like the genre. Um, I don't like love the genre. But the thing about horror is that I like really good horror movies mm-hmm. and I like really bad horror movies. Like they're bad on purpose. Right. Uh, like the B horror movies and stuff like that. Um, it's the stuff It's or the garbage and shit in the middle, like the, the reboots and the sequels and stuff. Um, like the ring, like the, uh, I, not the original, the original I love, but the, uh, the, the new one, the, I guess it was the ring three or I think it was just called rings. <laughs> um, it it looked like it was directed by uh, whoever did the um, the Final Destination movies. It was just, I was like, come on, guys, Aww. like put forth a little bit of effort, or maybe like put that effort into tween something else, maybe, and just leave this series alone. Right. But yeah, that's that's me on horror movies. Is um, I mean, I, I enjoy the genre. Um, I I'm always up for a really good horror movie, um, something hmm. that has a good balance of practical effects and special effects, um, and then uh, you know a, you know a really good story, something that's actually going to scare the shit out of me instead mm-hmm. of like just jump scares. Right. Um, like I just saw the new It, and um, was blown away. Um, good. Yeah. I uh, I mean it took me long enough to see it, but. I've heard
1: a lot of good things about it. Uh, yeah. They like how they're stretching it out, that it's going to be a two-parter, that they're putting more meat to it. They say it's right. not as scary, but there's more meat to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, with horror movies, I think it comes down to that too empathetic thing that, uh, and this is, this is how wimpy I am at horror movies, okay? <laughs> uh, my freshman year in college, living in the dorms, I think Scream came on TV. I watched that by myself and scared the shit out of myself. Like, that is a dumb movie by a lot of standards, but uh-huh. it scared me, and I think it's because of that opening scene with Drew Barrymore. I'm like, that that's something that actually could happen to somebody, and, and that's what gets me with those films. So, like, I mean, like, I can watch the original Nightmare on Elm Street. I've mm-hmm. seen that, and I'm fine with that. Um, sometimes the gore does get in the way, but as somebody who's done a lot of makeup and costuming, those effects are amazing and I can totally appreciate it um, I love Tucker and Dale versus evil uh-huh. that's the kind of horror film I can get behind right. But that was also sort of turning the genre up on end like or, or you know whatnot where it's that typical creepy cabin and everybody thinks these two dudes are the bad guys but they're really just trying to help everybody out
0: or Shaun of the Dead
1: yeah I did see that one yeah. I
0: that's that's one of my favorites <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, I mean, come on—it's Simon Pegg and, right. and all, and, and all of them. That's lots of fun.
0: Nick, what's his face?
1: Uh, oh, Nick Frost.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Nick Frost. and Bill
1: Nighy and uh, right, lots, lots of good. I people just like. I love
0: that movie because of it's the the sequence that he uses in a lot of his movies, like the the quick cuts, like take off, go to mom's, kill Phil, sorry yes. Phil, yes, go to the pub and wait for all of this to blow over. Right. Yeah, that shit. <clears throat> cracks me up every time
1: and i love how um what is it martin <laughs> freeman has a tendency to turn up in the simon pegg movies and he right. he, he always ends up being an asshole or a
0: bad guy in every <laughs> single one. right
1: oh and i love that just that nice little touch yeah um so do we want to delve into mcu
0: yeah let's let's do that this um, is
1: my wheelhouse <laughs> yeah
0: high fives all around <laughs> Um, so I guess, uh, we'll start with the, the Defenders. Sure, since that was a summer release, it's a great segue. Yeah, that is a, a wonderful segue. Um, do you, do you want to start off? Do you want me to start? Um, doesn't matter. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so the Defenders, in my opinion, was okay. Uh, it wasn't anything fantastic. Um, it wasn't garbage, um, but it did leave me wanting a little bit more out of the series. Yep. Um, <clears throat> uh, one area that I uh, I I really liked about the series was that uh, was the dynamic between all the characters. Um, mm-hmm. How it seemed like all each character got alone time with other characters, right. or at least the 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 dynamics that they pushed was. Um, Iron Fist and Luke Cage which makes sense because their their superpowers basically Heroes strength. Are, yeah. Um and then uh Jessica Jones and Daredevil which um they they basically have like functional strength. Right. Like it's I mean Jessica Jones, you know, I uh, they really haven't let on she to has
1: fortitude out the ass right very determined yeah and i feel like and, and you're right daredevil has the same thing
0: yeah so um i really like how they explored that dynamic between um the, those four characters and them paired off like you know how they would they would be paired off kind of throughout the series they'd be off doing stuff and um but yeah, uh, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, the action scenes, the very few that we got, um, I thought were well done. Um, yeah,
1: thank God they got the choreographer from Daredevil and not the Iron Fist choreographer. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, like, talk about a disappointment of somebody who's supposed to be a phenomenal martial
0: artist and then the action sequences we got were like, what? I know. Like, the most memorable action uh, and Choreographed sequences from Iron Fist uh, that I can recall are Iron Fist isn't even in them. Uh, he, it's um, it's what what's her name that, that owns the dojo?
1: Oh, um, holy crap!
0: I, I can't even remember to the interwebs. Um, forgetting her you,
1: name too. I keep wanting to say Claire, and I'm like, no, that's the nurse.
0: Yeah, the uh, the, the scene that um that sticks out in my head is when um she decides to go try and earn money for her dojo by uh, going to the oh, octagon yeah, fights. Right. Uh, and how she just whoops that giant dude's ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, yeah, girl power.
1: Uh, the For me, one of the fight scenes that stands out is when he goes to China and goes after the hand. And um, he fights a guy at the door before he can even get in the warehouse. And the guy has a drunken fighting style.
0: Uh, was this um, was this the defenders or Iron Fist? Oh, that was an Iron Fist. Okay, yeah, I'm that's, trying to remember that. That's I, the
1: one, uh, Colleen Wing. That's who right. you were thinking of. Yeah, but yeah, it, it, I mean, he's a throwaway character, kind of. But I felt like that was one of the better choreographies. Like, maybe that guy actually has studied drunken uh, style, mm-hmm. and so could bring that a bit more. I I really felt like uh, the what's his name, the actor who played Iron Fist uh Finn Jones. Yeah. Just didn't come off as a martial artist to me. He he seemed like I'm cool at doing poses and that's about it. And when right. it came to action sequences, not so much. Uh back to Defenders though, it it certainly had its moments. Mm-hmm. There were some like you said beautiful character moments between people like um uh what is it? Between Luke Cage and Johnny when they've got him tied to the chair. Right. And he's like so you got punched by a dragon huh <laughs> i mean you know just little things like that it's like luke is like this is ridiculous but at least i'm trying I- I'm-, I'm trying to find a way to connect with you and, right uh but then they they made choices in the series that seemed out of the blue like um
0: like killing off a sigourney weaver's character like yeah, super early all that
1: build up uh but matt murdoch He's not Daredevil anymore, and apparently everybody's treating him being Daredevil like he is an alcoholic, you know? All right. And it, and it would have made more sense if maybe at the end of Daredevil 2, when he has that revealed to Karen, maybe they could have put something else in there, like, this is who I was. This is I don't need to be this anymore. Right. I wanted you to know, but I'm giving this up. But no, it's just all of a sudden in this, it's like, wait, when, when did he decide... To not be daredevil, why did he decide to do this? Like if they would have expanded on that, but just no, it was like here, accept it, move on with your life. But it's like um okay, that that just seemed out of character, mm-hmm. and they didn't give it a plausible lead in to it. Um, Sigourney Weaver was amazing;
0: she was. Amazing. I wanted more of her. Um, there, uh, I was reading a little bit about um, on the interwebs about her uh, her character throughout the uh, the show. <clears throat> And a few Easter eggs about uh, her character that kind of alludes to like you know her age exactly how yeah. long she's been around and like that little tidbit that I actually picked up on where she called um, Istanbul uh, Constantinople, Constantinople. Uh, and I was you sang a
1: song and, in your head didn't you Yeah, <laughs> and,
0: well I I don't know if it was the song, but it was definitely like the um, uh, I mean, I know what song you're talking about, but I mean, it like immediate flashback to like grade school and middle school where um, it felt like they just shoved that down your throat. They're like, uh, Istanbul uh, or is it Istanbul or Turkey?
1: Istanbul was Constantinople. Yeah.
0: Uh, they're like, Istanbul, but it is in Turkey. Yeah. Uh, they're like, it used to be Constantinople and, and maybe it was this song too, yeah. but yeah. Um, yeah, I was like, oh, she called it Constantinople, so she must be really fucking old. Um, yeah. So, uh, so that was that was neat. Um, uh, but like I said, I was kind of disappointed that they killed off her character. Um, and I didn't like... Um, I didn't really like the whole Black Sky thing. Yeah, because he never really explained it. What the fuck is the Black Sky supposed to do? Yeah, like, I mean, I feel like... Uh, like i had a problem with that being the the main villain bad guy whatever it feels like a macguffin uh yeah exactly um and if like you said if we got a little bit of backstory like why the black sky is essential for the hand mm-hmm. um you know the origin blah 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 whatever Uh, Just a little bit of backstory would have made that whole thing in the series a little bit better, um, a little bit easier to swallow. Um, And I just like when when it all ended with, um, you know, uh, Daredevil and um, Elektra basically like fighting to the death. And then they were just like, I'm so tired of Elektra. Right, yeah, she's she's just worn out. I was like, I I don't care about this relationship anymore. I don't care about the romantic tension. I don't I barely care. Really they-
1: cared about it in Daredevil too.
0: Right, yeah, I I just I was counting the minutes until uh, uh, Punisher shows up. Right. Uh, I was like, I need more Punisher in my life. And then they announced the actual Punisher show, and I was like, fucking rock on. Right. You know. Um, but uh. Yeah, those were some of my problems with the show was was that. And then uh, the pacing kind of like I think it was it was a good idea to have eight episodes because they obviously didn't have a lot of content to put out there. Right. So they limited to eight episodes. So that was good. But I thought the pacing was a little off. Like there would be like like there really nothing really happened really up until like the end of the third episode when um Danny Rand goes into the office yeah the office where uh Sigourney Weaver's character is and they basically have to all fight their way out because all four of them find their way there and they have to fight fight their way out and it like immediately brought me back to like the choreography of um Daredevil yeah. Um, like the hallway scenes and stuff where they the, had to the use stairwell. A, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That and like all, just all the close quarters combat that they had to do um, or that uh, Daredevil had to do. Um, I really enjoyed that. But then that happens and then you really didn't get a whole lot. You got like a little bit of fighting in the Chinese restaurant. Um, oh, but come
1: on, Jessica Jones threw a car at somebody. That
0: was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. I'm, uh, uh, and I did like the. Um, Uh, it was another head nod to the can she fly Uh, when they're all climbing out of the elevator in the last episode and all of a sudden she's like at the very top and they're like how the fuck did she get up there (laughs) and she's like i don't know how i got up there i guess i just climb really good
1: (laughs) or maybe or maybe i fly (laughs) yeah no just one of those things yeah um I will say I am glad that they finally elaborated on all the different fingers, so to say, of the hand. Because Mm -hmm. that was one of the things that upset me so much in Iron Fist is all of a sudden we're introduced to these two different factions in the hand. And you're like, why? Why are there different factions? Are they rivals? Do they have different goals? Do they have... Different reasonings for how they're supposed to accomplish whatever the hand's supposed to do. They gave you none of that. You're it's, just supposed to
0: know all those things that you just listed, it sounds like all that was going on. Like they all were kind of, you know, pitted against each other instead of like working as a team. Right. Well, I
1: mean if they finally brought it together of you know, in this, they answered that. I, I feel like they could have done a better job of building that up. I mean, you uh-huh. had, what, four or five different characters here. You have five members in the hand. Why didn't you slowly introduce one of them with each of the characters in their own series? Right. I, that just seemed more logical to me. I, I know with Daredevil, they wanted to get straight into, like, the Electra stuff. and, But, I mean, there again, you did have the hand. And I guess the hand really wouldn't have fit in Jessica Jones and, mm-hmm. and, and Luke Cage. But right. I I feel like maybe they missed out on that opportunity of at least hinting at it like somebody working in the background being a part of it true that's just me i mean
0: no that's very valid um i was a little surprised that we did not see kingpin at all Uh, i I
1: love him anytime he shows up he is amazing he's fucking terrifying that's
0: what he is um he he is amazing though uh vincent d'onofrio Um, playing the kingpin is incredible. Um, And what I liked about him in the first season of Daredevil um, and the second season, too, um, was just like uh, Michael Keaton as uh, Vulture, is you're almost... uh, even more with him um you're just very sympathetic to him mm-hmm. despite how fucking evil he is oh, he, um mm. it just with all the flashbacks to you know uh, when he was a kid and right. um, w- was he abused is, is that what happened i think
1: so his father abused him and
0: beat him right oh yeah that's right and what he he killed his father right yes. he like hit him over the head with something I think his or?
1: father went after his mother and yeah. he killed him in retaliation yeah trying to protect her that's exactly what happened
0: um yeah so um that's uh i think um. he
1: is just brutal and i think that's what's so unnerving because he has this presentation of being this businessman like look at lex luther when he uh does his villainy he's not very brutal about it it's always like a machine scientific
2: mm-hmm.
1: business-like or something uh lex doesn't really get his hands dirty so to say King Ben has no problem bashing your head in with a fucking car door. Right.
0: Like, he, he doesn't need lackeys. He doesn't need henchmen. Oh, he'll do it himself. Right. Yeah. He has no problem get it, getting his hands dirty.
1: And you'd almost rather let a lackey just put a bullet in your brain. <laughs> I mean, rather or, than have him take you down.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. Just have your face smashed into oh. something hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or just him beat your face in. Oh, my goodness. Um,
0: yeah. 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 So what else about the Defenders? Um, any any other points that you wanna to touch on?
1: Um I don't like Karen. I don't care. I, uh, I don't care about her.
0: Karen She was
1: much more interesting in Daredevil. Um as doing her own thing. Uh she's
0: Oh, the the, the blondes. They're she started out as their receptionist, basically. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh yeah, I don't mind her. Uh I mean I uh I liked her transition between working for them and then going to write for uh, the, is it the paper? The newspaper. Um, So that was kind of neat, but I I think she's appropriately sprinkled into the show um, in in both the Defenders and um, uh, Daredevil.
1: Right. I just feel like they brought her in to obviously be a love interest for Daredevil, but then they were like, no, we got to do the Elektra storyline. Mm-hmm. And she just very much got uh, sidelined in that aspect. but They're still trying to upplay it, and it's like I, I don't buy into it when he's still moaning and bitching about Electra. I think is my thing because even in this, they try to play on that a little bit with them going out to lunch and them, you know, trying to build like he he confides in her and all this stuff. But it's like I just don't buy it because of his idiocy about <laughs>
2: Electra. Right. I
1: just I don't like Electra either.
0: Yeah, um it's it's played out.
1: I love Claire. I'm glad Claire was there.
0: Yeah, she's she's like the uh the nurse to the stars.
1: Oh, and Misty Night getting her arm like oh my goodness that was fucking
0: crazy i was like whoa did that just happen
1: it did but i mean we thought that was going to happen in the luke cage series because in the comics she does have a robotic arm yeah and so when they did all that at the end of luke cage we were like is she going to end up losing that arm and when we see her again is it going to be a robotic bionic arm and Mm -hmm. no
0: here it is and it was just like whoa yeah that was that was pretty crazy
1: oh um i like misty Knight. i want uh what is it is it heroes for hire where it's like Colleen, misty knight and uh claire doing their own thing and they're badass yeah i wouldn't mind seeing that
0: that would be pretty cool that's me um all right well we uh we talked a little bit about that you want to uh transition to our last segment which is uh just speculating about the new stuff that we're gonna see soon. Oh, I'm so excited for Thor Ragnarok. Yes. I am so
1: sad that I haven't seen any trailers in the movie theater for it yet. You haven't? Uh, I have not in the movie theater. Like I've seen it on TV or well, whatnot. Well, first
0: you gotta go to the movies.
1: True, I do need to go more. But I mean, like with as many times as I saw Spider-Man: Homecoming, mm-hmm. I finally got a, a Black Panther um, trailer for it on the big screen, and that yeah. that was oh my oh. Ooh, chills.
0: I don't. I don't think I've seen um, a big screen Black Panther uh, preview yet. I'm waiting for it. Um, I
1: got it when I was down in Atlanta, but I think that's just because that's a bigger market.
0: Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. No, I. Uh, I'm super excited for Thor and Black Panther. Um. I. Uh. I'm excited for. Um, African-Americans for Black Panther. Yes. Um, because just like Wonder Woman and, you know, good representation for um, for women and little girls, you know, to have representation in movies, it's mm-hmm. very important. We've all established this. Um, you know, it's very important for, um, you know, other minorities to uh, be properly represented and yes. to have a, a movie with basically an all-black cast.
1: Is amazing um,
0: yeah um i'm very excited in that aspect and um just i, I don't know a whole lot of black about black panther mm-hmm. so i'm uh, very excited to learn more
1: same here um i only know uh the fringes of it again um when it comes to marvel most of my stuff is a mutant so i know him mostly through storm and his mm-hmm. in, in involvement in that but other than that not a whole lot so this is very exciting i also i keep harping on the designs the design and the aesthetics of this movie look fantastic i'm mm-hmm. super excited for that just people looking badass that's that just right ooh, yeah. yeah so um and also to see how i think that's going to be the last release right before infinity war yeah that'll be the last so, one so um i'm imagining somewhere in there um, bucky's gonna get Dethawed, you know you think bucky's gonna
0: make an appearance and um
1: well he's in the infinity war um right trailer yeah and um have they
0: re- they haven't officially released or a not trailer. a trailer he's on, he's on the, the promotional poster yeah yeah
1: because you've got like uh and and even the little scenes that you could see like i try not to go see it because i want an official trailer but you know the little cut scenes that we've gotten from the san diego comic-con release right there is a scene somebody's done a freeze frame I'm a big Stucky fan, that being uh, Steve um, Steve Rogers and Bucky Barnes. Mm-hmm. And so I follow a lot of the fandom around that. Right. And they freeze-framed it where you see Black Panther and a couple of the other people from his crew or whatever, and there's Bucky in that scene. Right. And Steve Rogers. Okay. So Cool. Bucky's coming out of the ice. Nice. And so uh, I imagine that's got to happen somewhere even if it's in like one of the uh post credit scenes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's I feel happen. like uh if Bucky was to make an appearance in Black Panther um that would that would make sense to to put him in a post credit scene where they're like, "Well, we're taking you out because some shit's about to go down." So Right.
1: Um but Thor Ragnarok, super exciting to see the Avengers go cosmic. This is them. Mhm. Going cosmic. I mean, we've got Doctor Strange, but he's still not really in the Avengers yet. He's only met Thor. Uh, Another post-credit scene.
0: Yeah, this is this is their um, uh, really their, I guess, second attempt um, next to the actual Doctor Strange movie to introduce him into the MCU. Because isn't he supposed to be in? Ragnarok for a, th- a few minutes. I don't
1: know. I haven't heard that, but I wouldn't be surprised. I'm uh, just—I thought
0: I heard somewhere that he makes a, a small cameo.
1: I wouldn't be surprised, uh, because again, at the end of Doctor Strange, we did have the post-credit scenes right. with Thor and him. So maybe he somehow goes to i I don't know somehow helps him out for a little bit maybe at the beginning of the movie Mm -hmm. or they reference him maybe they do a flashback of them working together or something i'm interested to see how they're going to resolve this whole odin thing because when we got left at thor dark world uh loki was taking the place of odin so where is odin right he's basically missing right right but when thor meets up with Dr. Strange, he's fully aware that Odin is not there and it's and it's Loki right doing stuff so it's like what's going on here? I want to I want to see the gaps get filled in. I'm also super excited for Space Jeff Goldblum.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am when I heard that they put him in this movie, I I, I think I jumped out of my seat with excitement because I am a big Jeff Goldblum fan. Um, he was one of the main reasons why I went to go see the Independence Day sequel, um, okay. because they brought him back for it. Right. Um, terrible movie, otherwise, but right. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited for Space Jeff Goldblum and all his weird ass paint that he's gone on his face.
1: That'll be that'll be super cool. I'm super excited to see Valkyrie. Uh-huh. she seems like a super interesting character I keep overusing the word super but I mean we're talking about superheroes
0: it, it fits
1: I am also really excited to see Kate Blanchett as Hell
0: uh-huh.
1: well I think they're calling her Hella in this film she's going to be playing Hell and I wonder uh, just how in, much into the lore you, they're going to go into because um, in uh, Norse mythology and even in the comics Hell is Loki's daughter okay so I'm wondering how they're going to wrap that in. Also, Hela at one point becomes um, Thanos' lover because Thanos hmm. is obsessed with death and Hela is just one of the representations of death. Okay. And so maybe that might be the Thor tie-in for the Infinity War. Super excited to see um, uh, 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 Carl Urban
0: Right. this too. Yeah, someone had to point out him in the trailer for me, like they had to show it to me and then pause it. I think it might have been Andrew, uh-huh. um, because you know he's in he's in the trailer. Um, and, I mean, it, granted, it's not Briefly. for very long, yeah. Um, but of course he's got what for fully shaved head, right? And then I think maybe a little bit of facial hair. Um, so I I barely even recognized him. I was like, oh yeah, holy well, shit, it is it is Carl Urban. Oh yeah, and he's playing Scourge.
1: And that. Which is
0: a uh, bad guy, right? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Yes.
1: Um, I'm trying to remember. We were talking about this briefly before the podcast. A lot of this that they're pulling, the relationships and the things that would be going on in Thor Ragnarok, I feel like they're pulling a lot from the Walter Simonson run uh-huh. on Thor, which happened um, in the 80s, I believe. May have been some of the 70s, but I think it was mostly... 80s. It was during the Claremont years, which is 70s and 80s. Sure. Um. Fantastic run, and and establishes a lot of the relationships between these characters. Scourge, uh, is he the executioner? I think it's Scourge the executioner, and then um. We briefly see Surter and that's S-U-R-T. You mm-hmm. I, I have problems saying that because of my southern accent, but um. Mm-hmm. He's a big deal. Like, he forges a sword to to basically battle and, and bring about the fall of Asgard. And that was the first time in the Thor run that you had a fall of Odin. Odin died mm-hmm. fighting Surtr. And um, afterwards, Balder the Brave becomes um, the ruler of Asgard and all this stuff. And Thor goes on this big soul journey because my father's dead. And just establishes his relationship between hell and all this stuff i know i'm going wild out in there but if people who good. people who want some more background info go look up walter simonson's run on thor and and you'll get prepped for this right it's on super super exciting it's all it looks super 80s yeah <laughs> with all the neon colors yeah and oh yeah
0: i i love that uh, about all the promotional material um that that choice uh and i guess it would make sense um if you were saying that they they're pulling a lot of uh, source material from the run that took place in the 80s um,
1: holy crap Clancy Brown is providing the voice of Surtur
0: I do not know who that is
1: I can picture him um, the last thing I watched him in was that, that crappy Sleepy Hollow TV series he played <laughs> the sheriff that died
0: oh yeah I don't, I don't think I
1: I'm trying to think of what else that. Clancy Brown's been in He he's done a lot of voice work too okay But you'd you'd know him if you saw him.
0: Probably, yeah.
1: Yeah. So super excited for Thor Ragnarok, which is going to lead us into uh, uh, Black Panther, Avengers Infinity War. Then we're going to get Ant-Man and the Wasp. Then Captain Marvel. Super excited about that. Another female superhero Mm -hmm. movie.
2: Yep.
1: About time, Marvel. I know. And then Untitled Avengers film, which will be the second part of the Infinity War. and probably wrapping all that up.
0: Yeah, we, um, when Andrew and I did, uh, the episode, I think it was called MCU Phase Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just talked about Phase Three. Um, we we talked about the upcoming uh, Avengers movie, The Infinity War, and how when we got on the the uh, Marvel Wikipedia page, mm-hmm. like their own w- wiki that they have, um, it was updated to where the uh, where the Avengers Infinity War, it was no longer Infinity War Part 1 and then Part 2 a year later or two years later or however long right. it's spaced apart. It just said Infinity War and then Avengers 4 Untitled.
1: Yeah, here they have it uh, on List's Untitled Avengers film. Yeah. And it is set for almost exactly one year to the day from cool. Infinity War.
2: Okay.
1: So that'll be super exciting. Um, in the realm of TV... Uh, Inhumans is a bomb, I
0: hear. It's a turd. Yes. Um, which is a little disappointing because I wanted to check it out. Um, it has. A, I was kind of surprised that I wanted to check it out because it has um, the character who played Ramsey Bolton and, yeah. uh, in Game of Thrones. He's
1: so good at playing a swarmy bastard.
0: <sighs> yeah, uh, like, I, I'm one of those guys that has a problem, like, if if i see someone and they play just a despicable character like i have a hard time watching them in anything else because all i can think about is that character right um uh, like michael c hall is one of those like i uh, I, I first saw him in 6 feet under mm-hmm. and uh, he was gayer than christmas in that <laughs> mo- in that show and then of course he plays dexter in dexter right um and he's kind of a polar opposite from uh, I, I mean, at least he's not gay in Dexter. Right. Um, so it was kind of fun slash weird slash interesting yeah. no, to see him play. I
1: totally get that. Uh, I had a roommate who's really into Shameless. Uh huh. If you've ever watched that series, oh yeah. Um, and the character of Ian, uh, I forget that actor's name. Is um, yeah, he's he's know. the gay son. Yeah. In that um, he was in Gotham, playing a character called Jerome and he is fucking creepy as the joker uh-huh. like his like there's a moment where he shifts when he makes the revelation of who he is they don't outright call him the joker but for all intents and purposes he is the joke such and it's like nope nope i'm not thinking about in at all because his performance is just hmm. chilling super interesting good. super super good
0: yeah uh, spoilers uh- <laughs> Yeah, it, it, the, there is no point in making spoiler <laughs> alerts uh, statements in this show. Right. Um,
1: so, yeah, we got Marvel's Inhumans. Uh, we were talking a bit before the podcast uh, when they were marketing this. They were like, season one. And then right before it dropped, they were like, no, no, this is the complete series because they've already axed any hmm. continuation of it just because it's been so poorly
0: received. That is a huge bummer.
1: Yeah. Uh, we are getting a third uh, season of Daredevil. That's exciting.
0: Se- uh, everything has been renewed, right?
1: I think so. We get a second season of Jessica Jones, second season of Luke Cage, a second season of Iron Fist. I hope they change. Yes, they've changed who's directing it because it also one of the reasons Iron Fist sucked. One of the many, many reasons is it came out later that the director just didn't care for the character. <laughs> I think then why
0: it, pick up the project? Exactly. Why exactly
1: like. It really makes a Go difference. Go find somebody. a
0: payday somewhere else if you don't give a shit about the project.
1: Exactly. Um, Punisher, I,
0: mm-hmm. that's getting a series. A yes.
1: um, couple of things I'm excited about to see how they're going to do this is Hulu is going to be doing a Marvel's Runaways. Runaways, um, very very interesting. I forget who who did the first run on Runaways. And I feel stupid because it was a big name. I want to say it was Joss Whedon, but I don't think it was because he was doing um, Astonishing X-Men. I don't think it was Brian K. Bond. I may be super, super wrong. I'm getting everything. Anyways, Runaways is about a group of teenagers who find out that their parents are all in a crime ring together. Okay. And so they decide to run away because uh, apparently this crime ring of parents also has to make a sacrifice to this alien... Deity type thing, and they're like, "Holy fuck, this is super strange and weird." Our parents are evil criminals. Let's run away. But then they uh, l- later in the series, you find out that one of the kids is a plant, is a spy for the parents, hmm. and super interesting. You've got time traveling dinosaurs. You've got <laughs> you know shape shifting aliens and little girls who you know have super strength
0: and, and sounds sounds kind of like um, X Men meets the X Files.
1: It is. It is in a lot of ways. It's super cool. I'm interested for that. Uh, Freeform, which is an ABC owned affiliate, um, is going to be doing Cloak and Dagger. Um, I'm really, really excited for that. That's, uh, F- cloak and Dagger is two teenagers who were taking off the streets of New York and were experimented on with drugs that activated weird powers in them. They, mm-hmm. they become polar opposites. You have Cloak, uh, I forget his real name. He has this cloak that basically enters into another dimension. It's all darkness. And they'll throw criminals in there to punish them. And um, the girl, Dagger, I do remember her name's Tandy, just because that's such a
0: weird... Impossible. Tandy?
1: Yeah, like the computer. Like and the s- computer? <laughs> wasn't it like the Tandy's, the old computers?
0: oh uh maybe
1: yeah I'll anyway she, sure. thro- she throws these light daggers or whatever okay and um she's the only thing that keeps him from succumbing completely to the darkness and so mm. they're they're going to do that as a romantic thing of course and then you got marvel's new warriors which i find super odd because in the comics new warriors was you had night thrasher who had no superpowers whatsoever. He was just a super cool fighter and he had a skateboard man because it's the 90s. <laughs> um, you had Firestar who uh, people might know from um, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Okay. And she was also um, part of the Hellions during the New Mutants run. The Hellions was a teenage mutant group run by Emma Frost. Hmm. Um, and then you had Marvel Boy who was a marvel man wannabe who was an avengers at the time so basically it's a teenager with telekinetic powers you had namorita the cousin of namor so basically here's a girl version of namor and um oh i forget his real name rick 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 whatever he was nova which we saw a bit of the nova core in guardians of the galaxy uh, when they're on xandar and whatnot so it'll be interesting to see if they're going to make him and, and pull that in together and have him be, if he's going to be one of the characters. Nova. And then you have one of the oddest characters of all, Speedball, who, mm-hmm. yeah, and he was sort of like the funny man of the group. And he has, uh, his powers are basically kinetic balls, <sighs> not, <laughs> not <laughs> like, <laughs> testicles, like... He just has power over like this kinetic dimension. Basically, think of it as a kinetic ball pit. Okay. And and that's his power. So he can bounce around everywhere and like control kinetic energy. And, nice. And bouncing
0: balls. Excellent. Yes, bouncing
1: balls. Follow the bouncing ball. So,
0: there cool. you go. That's well. That's a whole lot of shit to look forward <laughs> to. Um. Yeah. I might. Uh. I might have to look into a Hulu subscription. Um. At least, like, for the. Uh, I know there's a couple things on there uh, that I need to check out that you can't watch really anywhere else. Um, especially if they're going to be doing uh, more original series. I know that they're trying to compete with Netflix. Right. Um, as far as, like, putting out original content. Um, so, yeah. Um, might have to look into that. Yep. so
1: So, a lot of exciting things in the MCU see how they're going to interconnect all those things still sad they don't have the mutants still super sad about that speaking of if I can talk about this real quick is something I'm really looking forward to is they announced that they're going to be doing a new mutants movie you might like this because new mutants was supposed to be sort of like the uh, the junior team for the X-Men this was also during Claremont's run in the 80s um this team consists of um colossus's little sister alana rasputin who's on my shirt here she also goes by the code name magic Mm, okay um she gets kidnapped at a young age and ends up being raised in a limbo dimension and becomes like a sorcerer apprentice demon sorceress type thing okay um she has this her whole thing is redemption um you've got sunspot who um he Brazilian, I believe, and he pulled energy from them some, became like this very dark, almost like a spot on the sun, like a uh-huh. sunspot. Uh, you had Sam Guthrie from good old Kentucky, who went by the code name Cannonball, who can just blast his way into anything, like literally, like a cannonball. He just starts blasting, huh. and he's non vulnerable when blasting, as he always says. You have um, Wolf Spain, who's Irish, and she can transform into a wolf. And um, then you have Danny Moonstar, who's Native American, and she has the power to create mirages and illusion, which is why she calls herself a mirage. Basically, she can pull from your brain the thing you you most want or the thing you most fear, and she mm. can make an illusion of it. Okay. And um, they are actually going to be making this film as a horror film. Really? Which leads me to believe that they're probably going to do the Dream Bear Hunters, Which is a storyline in which you find out Danny's parents were killed by this bear and it's been haunting her nightmares ever since but you actually find out it's this entity that's been feeding off of her and pulls the entire team into her mind and it's this completely surreal mental landscape that it just terrorizes them on okay. So i'm super excited to see that Maisie williams has been pulled to play wolf spain nice Maisie williams uh aria Game, stark yeah yeah, Game of yeah so yeah. that's super super
0: exciting i really like her she's amazing
1: so even though that's not mcu it's still marvel in my heart and i'm super looking forward to that new mutants is one of my favorite teams
0: did you uh I, and this isn't marvel either or mcu um but did you, uh, did you read or hear about them, uh, HBO, uh, doing a Watchmen series? I did not. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's set in stone. Um, I also heard that uh, a couple of friends at, at work today that read comic books. Um, that they're doing a sequel to Watchmen, like okay. an actual comic book sequel.
1: So is the series going to be the sequel, um, or are they make a movie I, sequel? I think
0: the um, the the sequel, as in the comic book form, that's that's going to be an actual sequel to the original um, Watchmen comic book. Huh graphic novel whatever um and then what alan moore's gonna hate it uh, because he hates everything right um and then what hbo picked up i believe is just like either a limited series or Uh an original series um that will i believe be a different interpretation from uh from the the movie that came out whatever that was 2009 yeah um (laughs) good
1: memory. Uh it, that was a very very monumental year for me. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that was uh broke got out of a relationship where I'd been cheated on. It was also when I met my husband. Mm, okay. And
0: um silver lining?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, like a, a bunch of things happened. At the beginning of the year I got broken up with cuz cheating on. A Month later it was my best friend's birthday and we went and saw The Watchman. So that's why I remember that year. And then later that summer I met my husband. So
0: big blue penis that oh
1: jeez! <laughs> and the most awkward sex scene in a movie ever for yeah. me like that is i that was so cringeworthy i was just like you know it's like okay yeah they're getting it on why is this scene still going we get
0: the oh yeah um no that uh that movie um it's uh i i like it um but it's really long yeah it's like isn't it almost like three hours it's it's, it's got to be at least two and a half hours maybe and
1: maybe that's longer.
0: cutting out a lot of stuff from the graphic oh, novel yeah. yeah
1: i mean like we didn't get anything about the the pirate that gets marooned and the mm-hmm. and the the newspaper stand guy and the little kid that's always hanging around like they briefly alluded to them but we don't get their whole side arc. right thing. super
0: Yeah. Right. Well, we've covered a lot of shit um, in under two hours, an hour and 45 minutes to be exact. So, yeah. Um, uh, But once again, thank you so much uh, for coming on and helping me talk about. all these wonderful things that we have to look forward to. I love
1: talking Marvel. Yeah. Anytime you want to talk Marvel, I'm here. I'm your girl.
0: Yeah. We, uh, uh, I know we've, uh, we've briefly discussed, um, other episodes that we like to do. Um, we'd like to get Dylan in here again and do some tabletop games, some role-playing games. I know he loves, uh, just any kind of analog gaming that you can think of. He's, he's a big gamer. Um, I don't know if Andrew and Connor are too, but at the very least we need to get Dylan in here. Well,
1: they're big Um, video gamers at least.
0: Right. Um, so yeah, we, we have that. And then, you know, uh, I mean, we're all nerds. So I mean, the possibilities are endless. So, and you, for the time being, you live right around the corner, (laughs) which is very convenient. I'm in the neighborhood. (laughs) Yes. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on again. Um, uh, like always, you can find us on the internet. You um, can find us uh, on. Two Player Media on Facebook. <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's. I got your back. No, there. it's another brain fart. <laughs> no, uh, I mean you. You could look up Two Player Media. Um, uh, we could plug them but we Geek really Garage. we really haven't done anything with two player media in That's a long time That's your hint time. to do
1: some more stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. Andrew and Connor get your shit together. Uh, I'm just kidding. They they have their shit together. They're just doing adulting stuff.
1: Adulting is needed. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, but no, as far as Geek Garage goes, you can find us online at geekgaragepodcast.com. You can also uh, follow us on all the social media sites. Uh, we're on Facebook we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Um, we, uh, uh, you can usually find the most up-to-date stuff on episodes and all that business uh, on our social media site. And then, um, of course, we did open a store uh, a few months ago where you can go and buy stuff with our logo on it. You can buy shirts, uh, jackets, Swag. hoodies, yeah, um, bags. Uh, all kinds of different shit like mugs um I, almost
1: seems like you need to go to a convention and have a table and sell some of this stuff and bring
0: it actually I actually I, I wanted to do that for AkaiCon um oh, and yes. uh it's just uh, that's that's when Aaron's birthday is my daughter mm-hmm. um so it's just it was
1: Yeah, I remember the Akai when she was born.
0: Yeah, um that week like yeah, <laughs> Lindsay she woke me up and she was like uh, I think we need to go to the hospital. And I was like, are you sure? It's a KaiCon weekend. Can't oh. you can't she deliver her, like, in three days? Oh. She's like, no, sorry. You're going to have to drive me to the goddamn hospital right now.
1: Yeah, some things can't wait. I just yeah. remember you showing up and everybody being like, why are you here?
0: Right. I was <laughs> like, I promise I have permission to be here. <laughs> yeah. Um, on that note... Thank you very much for no listening. <laughs> if you have hung on this long, I owe you a high five and an ice cream cone. Maybe that was
1: that, me giving myself a high five. Maybe cool.
0: that's our new sign-off line: is a uh, uh, high five and an ice cream cone. I don't know where I'll how fit about, that in How it. about
1: clinking into glasses of wine? Right. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Cheers, bitch.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you for tuning in. We will see you on the flippity flop.